Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. begin today with an opening prayer. Everyone join me as we do this prayer together. Mother and Father, I reach within to the deepest part of my heart. I accept you into my heart. I accept your will as my will. I ask you to shine on me in my ascension to help me to be a true messenger of your living light and your love. I ask all fifth-dimensional and higher beings, ascended masters, galactic federation of light, agarthans, all benevolent high-dimensional beings on ships, the many kingdoms of earth, our higher selves, join us and support us in our sincere quest to raise ourselves and earth into the realms of eternal light in God's glory. So be it. So be it. So be it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Catherine. Hmm. Hello, Meg. Thank you. Hi, Catherine. Yes, that was really beautiful. Thank you. Welcome, everyone, to today's Blog Talk channel panel show. Our today's title is Archangel Michael, Everlasting Peace Now. You can always find us on our website, whoneedslight.org. You can sign up there always to receive via email the messages and notices about the shows and about any messages from the Company of Heaven from our boots on the ground. The one today contains some real favorite messages of encouragement from several channels around the Lightworker community. It was really rich. I'm going to go back and reread those. 
We post these messages on our Facebook page as well, Who Needs Light? And we are here with you on our Blog Talk radio program every Saturday at 2, unless we're directed by the Company of Heaven to reschedule, which happened this week, and we'll always let you know by message when that happens. So welcome, everyone. We've already said and heard a hello from Catherine, but let's just hear Christine's voice and a hello from the New York farm. Hey, beautiful Meg. (laughs) Hey, everybody. I can see all your shining, beautiful light out there. Yeah, everybody gather closer. It's a lifeline to be together. I really like the opening prayer. It warmed me through and through. It's good to hear your voice, Meg. Mm, You as well. So that was that was Christine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's hear from you, Meg. Yeah. Well, normally I would just give a little brief Megan Owen report from the Southern Farm. But today, <laughs> but today he said he's just going to weave his and our energies throughout our discussion today. And we have some really um, sweet and tender and transparent, as always, things to talk about today. And we're going to bring just the informal campfire the way we always do. And so like Christine said, everybody gather really close. Just lean in, feel each other's shoulders, shoulder to shoulder, and it'll be human, galactic, human, um, uh, earth, great stone, earth, uh, inner earth, earth, uh, yeah, fairy. So we have a lot of our sweet beings all gathered around us with Catherine's prayer. And it's really that time. It's really that time of oneness. And we're going to be passing the talking stick just back and forth and sharing what is and you and your hearts as you always do to do the same. Yes, 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 that's it. <laughs> Just say it out loud with us, and the company of heaven is going to be, yes, 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 that's it. <laughs> so we're all, we're all got the microphone of love. We're all going to be sharing together. And then we'll hear from our... Michael, you there? We've lost you, Meg. We're going to check our connections. Mm-hmm. Her call dropped. Meg's call dropped. Still need to call back in. Call back in, Meg, if you can still hear us from any source. She will. In the meantime, I'll pick up the talking stick and keep going. Meg was um, doing me a kind favor anyway because I'm a little... I guess nervous today to begin the speaking. And I've been noticing it kind of increasing for days, this little nervousness. And I, I can see it's because I don't want to say everything I've got to say on the show today. (laughs) Uh Hi Meg. Welcome back, dear heart. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. (laughs) The talking stick love. You always make it so easy to continue on. Um, 
And I just was saying you were doing me a favor anyway because <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I. It was really precious to, in the wee hours, gather these messages that mean so much to me, to all of us. We pass them back and forth. They're so light-filled, encouraging. And I always think of them as very smooth. Mm -hmm. So I have this, I want to be smooth. (laughs) I'll be more light-filled when I'm smooth thing going on. (laughs) No. (laughs) So I watch Patricia Cota Robles. She's so light-filled and she's so smooth. And I just say, okay, someday I'm going to be that light-filled. And then, of course, I laugh at myself. (laughs) Then I look at what the company of heaven is not just nudging me, poking me, but insisting I speak about today. (laughs) I go, wow, that's not smooth. (laughs) And I feel my giant gulp. The other thing I kind of noticed going on is um, there's just these messages, and I resonate with every single one as truth. And they are just like, drop the drama, drop the chaos, choose your direct, easy, elegant, straight shot path, exist in the higher dimensions, in the higher realms, and I have an even bigger, like, gulp, because (laughs) not what it's really like around here. (laughs) So, did we lose lose our Meg again? Never. We never lose Meg. She just dropped (laughs) off. Hey, sweet pea, you just chime in anytime you chime back on. It comforts me to know you're there, Meg. (laughs) (laughs) These glorious, uplifting messages. And again, we pass them all back and forth with so much gratitude. Pour over them. Soak them in. Find the truth of it within. Cling to it. Use it. Know it. And then (laughs) there's what's going on with me. (laughs) Now, in the part of choose the higher dimension, choose God, choose love, choose the light, be the light, that I get. But my outer life (laughs) doesn't get it yet. (laughs) Excuse me. And I'm even okay with that. And... My outer life still doesn't get it. (laughs) So I just keep doing, being what I know deep within to do and be, which is moment to moment, split second to split second, choose God until I am God and am God and am the light and be light and choose light and be love and service and wonder and grace and gratitude, and humility, and all those things. And I I know I'm doing it, because I know within. (laughs) 
And still, my outer life is looking pretty bumpy. So I've really been going to the council and saying, like, these light bearers, these messengers, am, like, am I driver of the slow learner's bus? Like, am I? Like, what am I missing? Or, And I point that I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I must be failing thing at myself. And I compare just to get it all right out there. And then I do have a laugh because I quickly immediately see what I'm doing because I'm basically stalking myself in every second of existence to see if I am doing anything like that. So then I really immediately choose a more loving stance, a more loving way of being. I even just bust out laughing at myself. So I'm going to explain what it has been like around here for me. But I wanted to preface it <laughs> with that funny nervousness I have over this, which I'm transmuting as we speak. I'm aware of it. I am the violet fire. <laughs> I'm a being of violet fire. I am a purity God desires. <laughs> Is there any other cry in the night? So here we go. I'll start with just what it's like at night for me right now. A night could start at noon. But let's say on a good day, it starts more like around four, five, six o'clock. And it's a, what I feel is a physical sensation, a physical experience, an emotional experience, a mental experience. It's tangible and intense. I can point to symptoms. It feels things at different times. Sometimes I feel like a jackhammer with energies pounding me or trying to separate me from my skin, it almost feels like, or just waves and waves of extremely intense nausea, pain that goes from my hair to my, beyond my toenails. <laughs> and... With it can come a weepiness, an irritability, if I allow all those things. Now, not allowing them doesn't mean they don't go away. It means choosing within to be the peace, to be in the meadow of my heart, to sing my like song, the true note of God's love in me, through my decisions, through my disposition, through the choices of my thoughts, all the time. That's what I can do. And that's what I do, constantly. And I do report that as <clears throat> more uncomfortable, painful, the sensations are, the more I do that, period. It is a real choice within me. I'm not remembering to choose God only because I'm suffering or something like that. It's from deeper within me. It's from the knowing of my heart that all there is to do is that. It's not allowing, me not allowing my thoughts and emotions to deviate from the focus of love at all. 
yet the experience continues. Day after day, night after night. I'm exhausted. I'm buffeted. My nervous system is overwrought. So I ask for and receive healing. Again, tangible healing. Miracles, often. And yet, it continues. If I indulge one bit in thoughts and feelings of I must be doing something wrong, I'm afraid, I'm failing, my outer conditions aren't changing, therefore I'm off track. If I continue to compare myself with what I perceive to be lightworkers around me and in my world that seem to be sailing through, by my estimation, mind you, Uh (laughs) I plummet and I rebuild second to second, thought by thought, choice by choice, heart moment by heart moment. If I maintain the true and knowable peace of God, love of God, joy of God inside me through my choices, thoughts, feelings, I don't suddenly skyrocket. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I deviate, I plummet. I do really a good job. I seem to only doggy paddle. (laughs) It appears sometimes, often, that I'm just treading water in that case. And that seems to be like the best I'm able to do. And this goes on for hours, days, weeks. Now, longer. (laughs) Yet... If I'm really honest with myself, I do have a knowing that I was born to do this, whatever the heck this is. (laughs) I'm in agreement with my life plan. There is a harmony. I know God and the company of heaven are always present. My sticky bit is not doubting God or the plan for earth or the unfolding of prosperity or any of that or, or that our benevolent galactic family is going to get to reveal their benevolent presence. I'm positive about all of that. But it's me, if I turn to any doubt, if I have a wobble, and I don't mean a wobble that I can really, like I said, I can't indulge in it. If it's way out in my field and I reach for it, ooh, that's enough of a wobble. So I just don't. And that is a kind of peace in the midst of all this. In fact, it's a profound even joy in the midst of all this. And it all continues. (laughs) So... This was really the deep heart question that brought about this show. 
because I'm blessed to have such brilliant light workers, way showers, gatekeepers, transmuters that are that are doing this so elegantly. So out of my appreciation to them and my willingness to just lay it all bare to find the truth about all this, I went to the company of heaven and they said, we're doing this show. I would start with my story. (laughs) So that's kind of my beginning. And Meg, you have some of this going on for you too, right? Can you? Yep. Tell us your version. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's always so funny, you know, when all of y'all, we know when you get with your good friends and you start talking and you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And I know you all have had that experience. And they're just more and more now as we realize we're one. And and it's, it's just amazing, Christine. I could just sort of hit replay and overlay my voice on yours except maybe the timing is switched. I have more like the daytime hours. (laughs) You might have more the the evening hours. But I I will also be very transparent and say I was a little nervous and sad and a little teary about this call today. And I just have felt so solitary and a little subdued these last couple of weeks. And, and, and I also felt, what's wrong with me? Why am I having this much trouble? And and I I too look within and see what what peace is mine. You know, sometimes we can tell if we're just picking up energies, but it's been hard. I'll just be honest. And so I'm really appreciative of what you said, Christine, because it's it's similar and I have been uh, the comparing thing to the the I'm not doing as well and everybody seems to be gliding and why <laughs> am I revisiting this why I mean I know like no you know like Christine said on my toes as we all know so I said the same thing I said okay so everybody gather around, just angels come clean. All I know to do, I decree, I ask for support, I align my will, I call on mother and father for tenderness, I cry, <laughs> and I do the laundry. And then <laughs> I seal it again, and I go shopping, and I feel it some more. And I pet my animals, and mm-hmm. and it's it's really interesting. This morning I was driving to go get some groceries. This morning, and I went. I called on every ascended master that I knew by name. I went, Sananda, I was born for this, right? Like <laughs> sort of angry. <laughs> Michael, I was born for this, right? Like. Can you give me a stamp here, like a tingle, something? St. Germain. Hello. I was born for this, right? Hello. <laughs> yeah, and 
I went one by one. So not Kamara, Kuan Yin, Lady Vetus. I hit them all. And <laughs> I just said, okay, I am the violet fire. I am the purity God desires. And it was just, and sometimes that's all I can get out. Sometimes it's one long daily decree and just <laughs> over and over. And I started saying, Owen, you get down here and you say this with me, pronto, <laughs> because I need some extra mojo. And so it's good to hear. We didn't really talk much about this over the last weeks between New York and here, so it's good to hear. And, you know, and in, in the deepest place in myself, I do know I'm okay. Yeah. I do know what my choice is and has always been. So yeah. what? What do we do when we know with our heart, we know mother and father, we know the love and why we came, and yet all the things we do that normally will lift us to the place of that bliss state that we love hanging out at is we don't seem to be feeling it. I'm not saying we're not feeling it. It's just the outer experience, like Christine said, is not exactly mirroring what I know in my heart so and I too felt some really strong irritability energies and <laughs> and with these animals coming in at 11 o'clock at night I've had 20 patients I'm washing laundry for the next day the animals are just love 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 lick 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 and I'm like five of them I'm, and it hit me about <laughs> I'm like guys I don't have it I don't have it. I love you. I don't have it. And I started to turn away in bed and go to sleep. I went, no, get up. I'm just going to cry. And I just laid on the floor. I just laid on the floor and I just let them lick me and surround me. And I just allowed their love to give me what I just couldn't find at that moment. And okay, that's enough, and I got back in bed, and, but like Christine said, I just, I I can't choose it, I can't follow it in, not now, so I just reach for the smallest thing I can to then dissolve that separate feeling that I have. And Meg, honey, what is our whole purpose right now? Of course, we are personally ascending and transmuting our personal miscreation of God's energy. How we've been cruel, yeah. jealous, dominating, all you, the you name it pile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is that, and that is how we also do our service. But what if... The way it looks for us is how we're supposed to do it. Because, look, we know to hold hands. We know to join across as a network. We know to stay close with God and the company of heaven. Mm-hmm. And we know to keep choosing split second, moment by moment by moment by moment by moment. So what if this is what it looks like for us? Well, I'll tell you, because I already know your answer, too. I know we are all in. All in. 
And I'm not saying it has to keep looking like this. <laughs> yeah. I, I leave room for change. I agree. <laughs> and I actually know we are teetering on the precipice of that very change. And once it hits, once we bring it in in full, this will be so different forevermore. This part of the phase won't ever be like this again. So I even tell myself that at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and I know that all right, too. if you're not going to have this you. experience again, really, what, like, what is, notice this, feel it, see it, experience it. And I just notice even my willingness to do that brings more light. But what if this is our gig? Yep. Messy as it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I hear all y'all. Yep, <laughs> I, I did too. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you. I'm so we glad love we're you together. Too. Yep. Yep. And, um, just another big hearty to all the light bearers yeah. that are yes, yes. showing us how easy it's going to get for all of us. Not just easy, but they really are doing something special, true, and important. They really are choosing and rocking the joy. And it by no means is automatic or just because of a life plan. So really, it's on the knees of my heart. I say thank you to you all. Okay, I um, want to tell a little bit of a story about when I lived in Japan. We watched a movie on Japan this week. It was quite powerful. And when I was a university professor there years ago, one super rainy day, and I've told a little bit about this before, I just suddenly popped up out of my chair, and I, I knew I had to go somewhere, and I had no idea where it was. So I gave my, grabbed my Japanese friend who speaks English, and it's pouring rain, which... The little island I was on was pretty tricky to get around anyway. We jump in the car and we start driving. And she says, where are we going? And I say, of course, I don't know. She says, how are we going to get there? And I say, as usual, (laughs) meaning guidance, (laughs) guidance from above. So we drive and drive and drive, and it is just pouring, and we circle and wind and we come to a dirt road and a tinier dirt road and she said nothing is here I said something is here kind of hoping something is there (laughs) 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 knowing it's got to be there we get out of the car it's pouring rain and people come we're by the sea we're right on the sea there's an enormous stunning Suddenly, out of, like, rice fields and jungle forest, 
open up onto the sea, there's suddenly an enormous, glorious, gorgeous Japanese temple. But it was of a construction and architecture I'd never seen. That was one of the things I was very interested in and studied when I was there, is Japanese history. And I was always trying to find the storytellers of every village because I actually wanted to know the stories passed on, not just the history book history, which we all know is manipulated. So for years when I was there, I would have these incredible encounters running into these storytellers of villages who everything had been passed on verbally. It had that kind of a feel to it. Pouring rain suddenly in an enormous temple out of nowhere. Not on any map, not a tourist item, but by no means. Not even a, an actual real road to it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get out and waving arms and people come running across the field. No, no, no. No tourists. Not for you. This isn't for you. This place isn't for you. And as they got closer, I knew this is where I was supposed to be, of course. And so they, they tell us this place is for knowers and believers. They're trying to say it's for people that know about this place. And so I just calm myself, and I look up in my heart, and I look at them, and I tell them, I am a knower and a believer. So they turn around, and they run to get their elders. And their elders probably <laughs> checked with you-know-who. <laughs> Galactic 911 or Angel or anyway, I got in and they cook, they took us quickly past the entire main, beautiful yet humble, simple setup of the temple and down into the basement, down, 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 and then down, down, down more stairs and then open up a vault kind of door on the way down. They pointed out a giant plastic glass covered opening to the sea like a plexiglass like when you get in those so-called glass bottom boats and it's made of that stuff you can see the ocean through and they all point excitedly at it and they let me know that that was the land tip of the sunken mu in japan they call it mu tairiku otherwise known as lemuria so now my heart is beating out of my chest as they take me down, down, down more steps and into a sort of vaulted room and kindly and patiently describe artifact after artifact to me of not just proof of Mu, but left over from Lemuria. And not just from the area, but treasures from across the globe that have been gathered there. And, of course, just tears streaming down my face in just this miracle and acknowledgement and recognition. And, of course, them seeing me recognize what I was seeing. It was just a very, very touching, moving experience. the village right outside had had another kind of experience in the 1600s. And so at other villages that I pursued knowing during my time on Japan. And these were all in the southern islands. 
this part of my adventure there, although I did stay a lot on the main island as well. And this is the part of the story. This next part is part of the story of the movie that we watched this week. It's a new movie out called Silence. It's from the 1600s, which was a very brutal time on the planet and in, in Japan. And it was a time that Japan closed and closed to everyone, commerce, missionaries. There was a single port or two open to the Dutch traders for a bit. And for a bit, even that closed. And Japan became a closed country. Well, what really got Catherine and I going is in this story, as Japan closed, they tried to find ways to get people to turn on each other, turn on their faith. It's really not so much unique story to Japan. This part is about the dark agenda of how we all turned on ourselves, each other, God, and how we became so overwhelmed and even confused with the brutality of these experiences that we often lost our way of which way is swimming towards the surface again. It's really a story about that. The way they did that in Japan at the time was they made tiles of Jesus Christ. They were to represent Christianity, Jesus Christ, Christ consciousness, whatever one could perceive in their heart, whatever their limit of perception was, these tiles were made to represent that. And then folks were made in front of a tribunal kind of council to step on the tiles to prove they were not loyal to God, Christ, Jesus, Christianity, any of that. And the story was just painful. And it really got Catherine and I doing some deep diving about where within did we make up distorted beliefs and thoughts. Not only that we're the kind of tiles we made ourselves, but the tiles against the tiles. In other words, the reactions we had to things like this. And it linked in with this whole question of, well, why are some people smooth sailing right now, seemingly? And why are we struggling? We decided to drop the comparison altogether and just celebrate the bright stars who are helping show us the way. And to just continue to absolutely go for it within on the areas we have still self-delusion about or withholds to God or love or each other. Any musty old fears still in there. All of it. The whole kit and caboodle. And we have just been going for it night and day. And the worse we feel, the more we go for it. Now, Catherine's going to talk a bit more about this whole thing with the tiles. 
So I'm going to pass it to her. I think there's some real nugget here for us. And again, the movie is Silence. And it's a powerful movie and quite matches stories told to me by many village storytellers that handed down from the spoken only tradition, not just history books or these are more the keepers of the truth that I've been privileged to, to sit with and receive knowledge from. So I'm going to pass the talking stick to Catherine now. And I can't wait to hear what she's actually got to say about this. Okay. No, I can't wait to hear either. <laughs> oh, I'm going to try to weave this together. The, the story of the tiles and the stories of our nights and what we're doing here is all about the moment-to-moment choices and the strength within that we gain from joining with God in the midst of all these difficult times. I want to first confirm what Christine was saying about our nights and the messiness of it all. I mean, when you're you know, in a sweat and nauseated and and crying. <laughs> there are times when we, I literally just hang on to her physically as we ride through these waves of feelings and um, physical, emotional, and my my experience of it is a little different from hers, but it's it's the very same kind of thing where we ride it out. And for me, a falter means I get mixed up and I think that these feelings I'm feeling are my own. And I try to manage them. And the more I try to manage them, the the more I lose my connection to God. It's when I'm able to say, okay, this is, this is our job. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm going to look at this. I acknowledge it, but it's not mine. It doesn't belong to me, and I don't belong to it. And then I start feeling a relief, and my energy starts to rise. So we do this all night long sometimes. And as I'm hanging on to Christine, I see her. Sorry. <laughs> I see her like the lighthouse being on the edge of the ocean with the waves crashing all around. And she's not looking at the waves. She's looking at God. And she is the lighthouse. Not the wind, not the buffeting, not the pain. She is the light. And I get comfort seeing that and inspiration, and it helps me to keep going. And then I do whatever I can do to help her keep going, and together we ride it out. So it's been quite a series of days, 
And this movie about the tiles really affected me very deeply. And I saw the connection between what they were showing in the movie, this um, panicky, desperate loyalty that they were feeling to an image and not wanting to step on the image. And of course, what would Christ, you know, Christ wouldn't want us to put a belief or an idea before the living God, before actual Christ. So I started thinking about and searching for where I've had an immovable, hidden from myself belief where I've adhered to some kind of secret inner religion that really takes the place of Christ's actual love and connection to God. There was a story about a man in the movie when he was um, as a a part of a group that was being subjected to an inquisition. And each one was brought forward and, and made to step on the tile that was the picture of Christ. And this man decided to step on the tile. And the rest of his family would not, and they were all murdered, brutally killed. And he was allowed to live. So all through this movie, I'm think we're thinking, you know, what would what would Christ want have us do? What's the real meaning of being connected to God? And how are we still stepping on the arising Christ within us? And how am I doing that? So in the night. Last night, I drew my own tile, the secret one, of what are the things that I found that needed to be unlocked within myself? What were the secrets of rigid beliefs or misplaced loyalties, um, fears that were preventing my closeness to God that were coming between me that I was putting between me and my true connection to God comfortable easy deep connection to God and to Christ and by Christ I don't just mean Jesus I mean the Christ consciousness the knowing of love and service to others. So I drew my tile with the images that just came to my mind of things I was still harboring, things that created fears in me, and so on. You can do this, too. I think it it was a really freeing experience for me. I thought a lot about it, 
I looked at it. I I kept drawing, adding to it. And when I was done, I stepped on it. <laughs> because it has no real meaning. They were just leftover, rigid, hidden, sometimes really hidden from myself. I discovered some things that I hadn't seen before that were loyalties that I thought were somehow honorable or important that are no longer, that don't belong in this rising light of ascension. So that was my experience of this interwoven. You know, when you start really searching deeply, you see the meanings everywhere. And from from the time I, I really vowed to myself, I would find it all. I will bring it all to the surface. And things started to shift in me, and I started feeling more light. And I really felt what Christine was describing, moment-to-moment choices. I used to think, oh, I'm going to decide. I'm going to say it once, and then it'll be all better. (laughs) Life will get easier and you know, I'll I'll be good at this. <laughs> but mm. I really appreciate with this that it's a moment, sometimes millisecond by millisecond choice. I will choose love and I will rise. I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to look down. <laughs> I'm not going to attach myself anything of the old. Oh, Catherine. And here we go. (laughs) Up, up, and away. (laughs) But one step at a time. And I see Christine in the night. It's like she's holding on by her fingernails and her toes. (laughs) Moment by moment by moment. I know it's not always going to be this hard. It's getting easier. It's getting more fun. But that's how we get there. That's just what it is. It's moment by moment. And Michael's going to talk to us about it, too. So, thanks, Meg. Oh, Catherine, I'm transported. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. I I do. I feel like I'm I can see the little tethering ropes clipping off my toes as you were talking. And even though oh, I can't wait to do this. I I felt that I feel the energy of what you said. I felt the freedom and the untethering the yes. potential. Yes. And I noticed I noticed this week, I said, it was something I, a famous quote I saw somewhere, and it said, if you want to know the truth, hold no opinions. Yes. And. Yes. 
That's it. It's max of what you just said. I went, I'm giving up every opinion I have ever had about anything except love. <laughs> That's right. Of those two. Even <laughs> some of those. Yes. And some of those, exactly. Um, oh, Catherine, this is exciting. Thank you so much, both of you, for this. I'm I can feel the lifting. I'm going to go for it, too. And stepping on them. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to step on them. <laughs> yes. Catherine, thank you. Yes. Well, thanks, Meg, for that. Now I'm going to talk. pass the talking stick back to you so you can okay. call in our dear brother, Michael. All right, so we're all ready. Christina, are we ready for Michael? Well, ready. Ready. <laughs> are we ever ready? Michael, are we ever truly ready? <laughs> I can hear that. You'll do. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, wonderful. Well, we can't wait to hear you bring more communion to this topic. Michael, welcome, dear brother. Welcome. Thank you, Meg. Thank you, Catherine, Christine, family of light gathered across this globe. I am Archangel Michael. Yes, indeedy. What beliefs, what hidden from self beliefs do you still harbor that displace the peace you so long for? and correct the conditions arising in your life have to do with the reclamation of light in your life and on the planet. You are overcoming a momentum. So in every moment, every thought, word, deed, belief, dream, image, choice, decision, belief, either contributes to the ascending momentum or to the previous descending momentum. So sometimes you're doing the momentum (laughs) cha-cha-cha, up, up, cha-cha, up. We won't say down anymore. We'll call it the cha part. Up, 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 cha, up, up, cha, cha, up. (laughs) Time, there's a cha towards the descending spiral. That's an old familiar momentum. You're used to feeling. And it's easy to jump with your pack and all your luggage back on that train. All too easy to, and this is what you're speaking of today, to rid yourself of your baggage, to ascend, feels strange, even foolish, so often. Because what will you wear when you get there if you have no luggage? Well, exactly. You don't know yet. (laughs) 
There are so many pearls in the stories told today by the can-do gals. I'll say again, what beliefs do you harbor that displace peace within? You are correct to being at peace through choice for whatever conditions are arising in your life. It is your ascension, it is your chance, your opportunity, your golden opportunity to transmute by choosing the light, to gain the upward momentum through the series of your choices, to put down what no longer serves, because you're not headed to a dense experience. You are becoming an embodied earth angel, an embodied human angel of light density and of pure light. Do not engage upset, doubt, chaos, worry. Those are not yours. That's part of the baggage. And as I have said to you many times, drop it in the road and keep walking. If you are one of those that prefers to do a little ceremony as you drop it, fine. We all like ceremony at times. If you'd like to draw it on a tile and step on it, that's fine too. Just don't stop to tile the entire path. When challenges, when discomfort, when less than hoped for experiences seem to arise in your thoughts, in your emotions, in your memories, in your experiences, what do you do? Well, we focused a lot with this group on transmuting the use of the violet fire, the use of choice, looking at it, feeling it, seeing it for what it is, releasing it, especially with the gift of the divine violet fire allowing you to transform much more than just that experience back into God's pure and rare light. Rare not because it isn't abundant. Rare because it's God. Of God. From God. Rarified. All that's gone on for you is through your use of free will you and everybody else around you has misqualified that energy in your own low end sort of creations. Not to be rude, but mutant creations. Mutant because there was a part of you that wanted to indulge in certain things. 
and that felt you could do at least as good a good job as God. That's where a lot of you are still painfully hooked. Not because you're still determined that that's the case, but because your inner shame and pain became so weighty at the glimpses of what you were doing or at the backlash of pain and suffering you received as a result of these creations, that you overwhelmed yourselves in suffering, which, yes, made it at times confusing even how to, which way to walk out of the forest, which way is the surface of the water, When thoughts come by willy-nilly that are destructive, jealous, harsh, fearful, they're not yours. The living God, you, yours. You do not have to grab them. Choose them, claim them, act on them for goodness sake. That's your choice point moment to choose something else. And if you can't seem to get to glory from where it is you are experiencing life in this moment, Choose a quality of love, which is light, which is God, which is love, which is light, which is God, that you genuinely can get to. That's why we so often recommend gratitude, kindness, gentleness, service to another. You can get to one of those from where you are, no matter what's going on. And if you think you can't, feel you can't, well, that's some of the hidden beliefs you still need to unearth within yourself. Remember, we have said recently, your body is not in charge of you. We'll take a breath. Your emotions are not in charge of you. <laughs> Let that one in. I sent it with a harpoon to the heart. <laughs> Not to pierce your heart, but to pierce your false beliefs along the way. I cannot pierce your heart. I do you no harm. I'm helping you do the Undo the harm you have done to yourself and to others. Claim dominion over your thoughts, feelings, emotions, decisions. Not meaning to control, meaning to align with God, be with God, be as love. Do as light would do. 
do as love would do. Be. And that seems to flail before your eyes because of your own momentum. Call in the violet fire. It always works. You are always in motion. When it seems like you are doggy paddling or treading water, that is simply the weight of the moment, of your miscreations, of the collective miscreations. Keep choosing. Keep swimming. Swimming in the consciousness. That is light. Don't pay attention to what you think might be going on. That's like strapping weights to your weight belt and wondering why you're not swimming faster. And about your experiences, do not give way to the notion that an experience is proof of reality. Reality is love. Love is reality. God's light is reality. What you are experiencing, the miscreations of your own and the collective of humanity, is what, through your choices, you have given realness to in your misqualification of energy from pure light to an imbalanced, denser form of light that can be called darkness. But now your job is restoration. We bring you so often the invitation of closeness with us to truly talk to us and speak with us and be with us on a daily basis. Many have struggled with our invitation and our presentation. And yet all of you have relaxed your rigid beliefs, thereby closing the distance, the imagined distance, the distance created by your beliefs between us. We do live an everyday life with you. You just haven't been living it with us in your own estimation. We've encouraged you to have more intimacy and unity and harmony with everything around you, the kingdoms of earth, your tremendous benefactors and beloveds, the Agarthans, animals, trees, elementals, the living flames of God. It's about 
embracing that friendly, genuine, warm, true connection that already exists. That's part of your reclamation of the light within. Simply allowing to be the truth of your nature and the unity of all things to once again exist as so. And when you heal and relax and release and transmute these rigid beliefs, that is what you will be left with. Not some old frock you thought was your favorite to wear to the party at the end of the day. Called comfort. Protection. Or the claiming of your so-called rights. You have nothing to claim. It is already all yours. Come willingly through the door of compassion. If you have a tough time with compassion with yourself, cast your loving eyes on another. You can get to it both ways. Compassion for others will lead to compassion for self. Compassion for self will lead to compassion for others. You just have to have the willingness to tell yourself the truth as you go forward now. Let curiosity displace rigidity. With humility, be willing to look again at what you fiercely defend or when your body gets tense. With humility, look again at what might be lurking there within as a rigid belief. What is the difference between faith and knowing? Now, I'm not asking a third-dimensional pop quiz answer. This is not a, a test. Don't go scrambling for the lower dimensions to answer. Here, where we are all gathered now, what is the sameness? And what is the difference between faith and knowing. I'll give you this hint. If you feel you don't know, there is a belief guarding the door between you and your inner knowing. Now you put that belief there. Go after it. Because your knowing cannot be taken from you. But this knowing, the knowing of God, of love, that you are love, that you are loved, this knowing of where everything will move from, that's where you're headed. Every decision, impetus, gesture, word, will spring from this eternal well of knowing of the waters of God within you. If you don't know it yet, find the beliefs you've put in place to guard the door. 
Yeah, then make a tile, step on it if you want. Or not. If you're willing to go see them, you are willing to allow them to be transmuted into a higher form of thought, thought form, and being right along with the rest of you. Ascension. Yes, please do relax comparison. <laughs> Don't look across and say, well, I'm not suffering like that light worker is. Maybe I'm not working hard. <laughs> well, I'm not gliding like that light worker is. Maybe I'm doing it all wrong. Ah, oh, every life is so complex and intensified during this lifetime. So much to get done. We poured over the plans together so that your life plan would accomplish as much as divinely possible. You were excited about your plan and you are fulfilling it. How do you be sure? Choose love, choose life, choose God, choose light. Moment to moment to moment to moment. That is constancy. Another way to straight away ascend. And by straight away, I don't mean in 10 minutes. I mean up, up, and through the plan you have so caringly created of how you would experience, heal yourself and this world. Constancy. You could say it's the main ingredient in your ascension in a certain way. Now, I don't mean that old constancy. We're replacing that old constancy of what? Suffering, doubt, pain, domination. You used to be very constant at all of that. You're replacing it with constancy to what is now. Peace, God. Many of you are, well, suffering from a helpful kind of cycle of ascension. You're used to thinking cycle now is maybe a dirty word mm -hmm. to be thrown out with the 3D garbage. But this cycle, what happens is you experience, you're filled with, you receive, perceive, enjoy a new upliftment. Now, that comes from as many unique ways as there are as many unique you and as many unique life plans. It's a combination of things, right? Your inner work, your choices, your constancy, divine dispensation, the violet fire, your use of it, service, your faith, what's happening with the collective based on each and every one of you doing or not doing all of this, Gateways, which actually are all just openings all within you. The increase in light. And all the rest. 
bring you an upliftment at this time. Then you say, ah, wonderful. It's amazing. Archangel Michael was right. (laughs) Now you're talking. Evidence. I feel incredible inside. There's synchronicities of things coming together in my outer life. I feel such a part of the community. I know inside the good things are on the way. I know the plan. And you feel so filled with the very light of this new upliftment. Then one of two things happens. You either intensify your focus moment to moment to moment based on this new upliftment. Right on. I am taking this new upliftment and redoubling my efforts. Or you go, finally, a break. I can cruise. I've done enough for things to go right. Oops. When you intensify your focus, it doesn't necessarily mean things get immediately easier as we've been showing. What it does mean is that you will reside within the peace of God within you as the entire set of new experiences arises. What it means is though all the light coming in that displaces all the secret dark of the rigid beliefs, you will embrace as a gift, no matter how it presents. And although there will be challenges, you will meet them with a joy that makes others raise an eyebrow about you. It's understandable when an upliftment occurs and you think, okay, I'm whooped. This has been too much. Come on. I need a break. Unfortunately, at this time, what happens when you do that is, first I'll gently tell you, you're not realizing that a break happens by the constant choice for peace, as peace, with peace, to be peace, to emanate peace. Love, God. When you still associate a break with not having to do that anymore, that's when things really get hectic. You know. You have to deal with your pain, choices, draws, miscreations, and they're coming at you like you are the lead character in the video game. <laughs> and you think, wait a minute, I was just in the bliss of an upliftment. How is this? What's happening? Did I mess up? Oh, and then the video game comes even faster. Because no, you didn't mess up. You associate rest as something that occurs outside of the continuous choice to choose love in every moment. You don't need a break from that. That is the very salvation 
you long for. That is the ladder. That is the bullet train. Cling to that. Love being God. The choice is what comes from you. Then, no matter the conditions arising, you will know elegance, ease, Because they come from your inner disposition, which comes from your choice for God. You are restoring yourself. Your personal load, I verify, is increased to assist with the elevation of all. You can do this. You are never alone. And we as you prayed in the beginning of the show, and as you also often pray in your heart of hearts. We, the Ascended Masters, the Galactic Federation of Light, the Benevolent Higher Beings, the Agarthans, the Higher Representative of the Kingdoms of Earth, we are here in loving union with you. You are ascending. Continue your service in constancy, faith, and inner knowing. We love you. We thank you. We honor you. I am Archangel Michael, restorer of light, servant of God. Oh, thank you, dear Michael. I was looking into Michael's eyes as Christine was speaking. He's here with us. He's here with all of us. Now we're going to hear the Hue music. The true prayer of the heart to God. Thank you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.